DJ Durkin is hired as Auburn's defensive coordinator. Javon Reed is off to UCF. We have lots to talk about on this live edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. Blake, Blake, we got some stuff to talk about, buddy. We got some stuff to talk about. DJ Durkin hired as Auburn's offensive coordinator. Javon Reed, like I said, off to UCF. But we brought in a GM in college football, brought in a GM from LSU. You've been at the Senior Bowl all day watching our boys, man, getting ready for the next level. Talk about that first before we really get into this, brother. Oh, what a day. Hey, look, uh, up-tempo family, man. These, These Auburn guys were balling today. I'll, I'll give it to him. That Jalen Simpson is going to make a lot, a lot of money. You hear me? A ton of money. DJ James played well. Uh, Nehemiah played well from from for the most part. Played really well. Uh, and Marcus Davis, I didn't get to see a whole lot of Marcus because he was in the opposite end zone, and they didn't really do a whole lot uh, until the last little segment. Uh, they kind of did like a little seven on seven type thing. Uh, just just walking through some stuff and everything and, and some one-on-ones and everything like that. So uh, I thought the Auburn guys showed out, and, and obviously, you know, majority of the media was there for the Auburn guys, and they wanted to see DJ James being a local guy. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I got a little time with Simp and everything, and you only get 10 minutes down on the field, and then they blow the horn to tell you to get your butt back in the stands. So. But as far as the atmosphere – I mean, it was a lot of people showed up. I didn't think on a Tuesday morning you would get to see a whole lot, but there was more people than I expected, and it, it was pretty fun. Dukes, I ran into Dukes, by the way. Uh, so uh, I, I I got to see him at the concession stand and everything. So it, it was a great day, man, and and uh, I'm going back tomorrow, and then I'll be back there Saturday for the game. So. Yeah, man. For our members, stay on the lookout. We're gonna got some editing to do, kind of putting all the content together, but definitely be on the lookout. We got some stuff coming for you guys from all that this week. And if you're in that group chat, you already know. Well, Blake's been posting stuff throughout the day. But before we get over here and talk about all this stuff happening on the planes, I wanted to holler at the people real quick. Real quick, excuse me. Twenty two busy saying War Eagle, what's up, Karen Parker? How you doing tonight? We appreciate you always being here, rocking with us. She says War Eagle, everyone. Daniel says, is Durkin the greatest defensive mind in college football? Because that's what I've heard. Daniel, depends on how hard you want to bug, brother. I'll bug with you tonight. I'll bug <laughs> with you tonight. We'll do that. Connie uh, Connie, getting in here. Connie says, War Eagle, everybody. So glad that I'm back and able to see Dustin and Blake. Connie, I'm glad that you're back. Good to see you. P-Pass says, uh, he suffered a heat stroke. He was too disoriented to answer his coach. Honestly, wish he had. A uh, DJ Durkin reference. I think we'll use that as a transition, Blake, and get right into it. So, if you don't have social media or if you've just been under a rock, last night about 10 o'clock, I had to fire up the laptop, Blake, and re-edit the graphic that I had made for tonight's show because uh, Auburn finally decided to hire a defensive coordinator and they landed on DJ Durkin. Um, So been a lot of opinions on this one. And I've had to, as we kind of heard this name pop up, uh, I've really kind of had to do some research exactly as what everybody was, you know, talking about at Maryland. I'll be honest with you, Blake. uh, I had just heard the kind of the national media narrative at the time. 
and didn't really do much digging because as an Auburn fan, there really wasn't a whole lot of need for me. And I just kind of accepted that. I was like, oh, that's what happened. Well, that's kind of bad. And I didn't really mm-hmm. look in as it as it had surfaced and became a thing. I said, well, I, I might need to look into this because he's one of the three names that we're consistently hearing. Um, so I'll just say this about kind of everybody's reaction and all that uh, with the whole situation at Maryland because uh, there's there's no hiding from it. Um, just just do just do your research on it, man. Do your research and draw your own conclusions. It's really one of them things where I think uh, I can't say it better than Charlie Five did on his episode of Top Button the other day. And we're uh, looking forward. We're going to have him on soon. We hope. Uh, so stay on the lookout for that. But um, I, it, it just kind of really look into it, man. Really research it. Really vet it, and then kind of kind of draw your own conclusions because. From everything that I've seen, Blake, he was he was cleared of any wrongdoing, and, and uh, it's just a really unfortunate unfortunate situation. And my understanding was he wasn't even around, right? This is a summer workout; it's yeah. really on the strength and conditioning coach and all that. So the, the easy thing to do, and uh, this was why I was, for one, I was much more. I wanted uh, I was just higher on a guy like Zach Arnett, um, and I like the idea of Chris Kiffin because of his familiarity with Lane Kiffin. So that's the, that was the first reason why DJ Durkin was my third, but also just like, I knew the crap storm that was going to come with it. And that just, it, it gets exhausting as an Auburn fan. Um, but ultimately, man, like I, I'll say, I tell you, I thought this when I saw his name, I said, well, we might be able to run the ball on Texas A&M now. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Haven't been able to, for the last three years, haven't, haven't seen the end zone, but what one time in the last yep. three so that tells you something. And then before I'll pass it to you, I'll just say this, getting to the football side, man. Uh, you, you made a good point today in our member group chat. You said, uh, or maybe it was last night when it got announced, you said, well, he always has some dogs up front. And if you combine Charles Kelly and Crime Dog, you got to feel like you're going to have some dogs in the back. We already know what Josh Aldridge is doing at linebacker. Yep. Okay. that's There's three levels of defense, and I like where we're sitting on all three levels. Uh, so it's a guy, Blake, that has been in the SEC. Like I said, we've definitely had our struggles with him the last three times we've seen him. So um, I'm not, you know, I, I know this is this is not the, the fiery opinion that everybody, you know, kind of wants to hear, but you, you kind of know it just talking to me every day. I don't really – I'm not this big pound the table for Hugh Freeze guy, nor am I this big anti-Hugh Freeze guy. I just – let's, let's wait and Patience. see. Yeah, let's wait and see how it all plays out. And this is that's the approach I'm going to take here. Uh, mm-hmm. I do like when I look at the staff as a whole, and we'll get into that in our next segment. It's like Charles Kelly as your code DC. Like when you look at the names as a whole, it's like, man, this is a the staff's got some dogs on it. The staff's got some SEC experience. So I do like uh, kind of how it's all filled out here. Uh, you're just your thoughts on the hire. First, I want to start here, Dustin, is Auburn fans, I love you. I think the world of Auburn, I love Auburn. I'm so passionate for Auburn sports. All right. But let's 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 be real here. I made a tweet last night that said we could hire Nick Saban and this fan base would find a way to complain. <laughs> we complain about anything and everything. All right. First comment under the tweet. Well, the creed says. <laughs> All right, well, look, look here, folks. The Creed has been going six and seven, okay? The Creed has been going six and seven. I want to go nine, ten wins. All right? I'm tired of hearing all of this stuff 
about, oh, well, Hugh should have done this. Hugh should have done that. Hugh hired this guy. Uh, Hugh got rid of Cadillac. Hugh got rid of Zach. Hugh got rid of Trevon. Man, look, I think, I genuinely think that a lot of Auburn fans just want Hugh Freeze to be the bad guy 24-7. And so then when if if this thing does go south, they can hop in and say, well, <laughs> told y'all he wasn't the guy, you know. Let, let's come together. Let's come together. I know, like Dustin mentioned, I know the off-the-field stuff with DJ Dirk, and we talked about it in, in text. Dustin and I said, like, hey, you know, it's probably not going to be a good look to a lot of people because a lot of people don't agree with Hugh and what he did in his past, and they don't agree with DJ and what he did in his. And it's probably not going to be a great look. But when you start breaking down how DJ Durkin runs his defense, and you start looking at some statistics, all right, I think Hugh made a pretty dang good hire. And and I'll be honest with you, Dustin, I sent that last night because I was sitting here thinking, I said, okay, Hugh did something here, all right? Hugh's familiar with him. Hugh brought in Charles Kelly, one of the best recruiters in the country. He put him on the back end with crime, all right? Crime also recruiting his tail off, all right? Jalen Simpson, on his way out, thanked Crime Dog. Hey, man, I appreciate you. You changed my career, all right? You were one of those coaches that that changed me, all right? Yeah. Just that short little impact, man. All right, so you know your back end is tied up, like you mentioned with Aldridge at linebackers. DJ Durkin, also, he's right there with linebackers. He can coach backers, all right? Look, go look at his defenses. Over he, I, at, at Ole Miss, he didn't really have a lot to work with at Ole Miss at that time. Uh, they were horrible on defense. They were an, a, just absolutely atrocious when he got there. I think he got there in 2020, and they were terrible. I think they were like next to last in the league in defense. The next year, he bumped them up to eighth in the league. Hmm. All right? So his first year at A&M, they were like eighth in the league in defense when he got there. This past year? They went from giving up almost 360 yards of offense to like 310 this year. All right. They were the third, they were 19th nationally and the third best defense in the SEC. So they held Alabama to 26 points. Like, let's be honest, man. AM just didn't have no offense. Their offense was abysmal. So everybody's like, oh, well, you know, he he got torched when he was at AM. Man, their offense was atrocious at AM. It was terrible. Jimbo was running that thing into the ground. Yeah. I mean, the the Stewart kid, the wide receiver that just transferred to Oregon, he said it was pathetic. You know? I mean, yeah. so I don't think DJ Durkin was a whole lot to blame at AM. Their secondary was cheese. I mean, it was it was rough. Yeah. Uh, but he always had dogs up front. And I think if you can you can take that. And you can compare it and and put it together with Aldridge on that on that next level right there at linebackers, and then on that second level with Charles Kelly and and Crime Dog. I think you're working with something, and I really want to look at watch some A and M games and really study like what he does defensively. Right. Uh, but when I'm just looking at it as a whole, I think Hugh done the right job. I think he made the right hire, and look. You still, 
I heard I heard Simp talk about it today. All right. There was a question asked to Simp, and and they asked him. They said, you know, this defense. All right, at Auburn, there's guys coming back. How talented is this defense going to be? And Simp was. I mean, he was just ecstatic about it. He was like, man, Auburn has some studs returning on defense next year. There's guys that can make legitimate plays next year for Auburn's defense. A lot of them haven't played, and they're young. But there's talent in the room on that defense. So I think you get a guy like DJ Durkin in there, and he can put his his stamp on that defense. And, you know, Look, Auburn's going to compete on defense. They always have. They've always found a way. You know, just like this year, we were told that we couldn't stop the run. At times, we couldn't. But at times, we stepped up and we made stops when we had to. Auburn's always going to have a little, a little backbone on that defense. So, I'm with DJ Durkin, man. I'm I'm on Boog, and I'm going to give him every opportunity to be successful. And I'm not going to be one of these Auburn fans, Dustin, that just continuously tries to bring negativity on the program, man. It's like a lot of folks feed into what Alabama burners do. Right, right, like right, they right. get y'all, they get y'all, they get y'all going, and then y'all start feeding into it. And and it's just like pull back a little bit, stop feeding into the negativity. Auburn can win. Auburn can win, and that's been proven. It was proven in 04. It was proven in 2010. It was proven in 2013. It was proven in 2017. All right. In in nineteen, you won nine games. Like we can get there, right? So let's go get it. You know, get behind DJ Durkin. Yeah, he made some good points. And one thing too is uh, we talked about this when we first hired Hugh. Is that he's an offensive guy, but if you look at his defenses, they're always really good. And that tells me two things: one, that he recruits defense well, right? Like he's just a good recruiter, so he's going to get talent over there on that side of the ball. But two, that like. He knows when to hire good DCs. And if you look at Ron Roberts, it, it worked on the field. You can't really argue with what was done with the talent versus the production on the field and just yep. the off the field stuff. But as far as just X's and O's wise, Ron Roberts worked. So you will be hard pressed to find a Hugh Freeze like defense that was just cheese, maybe in his first years at some of those programs he took over, right? But like yeah. he always built a good defense. Um, so I, I, I do trust him on that because the numbers bear it out and he did it in his first year at Auburn. Um, and then another, another thing that I was thinking about, as you said it, talking about the bad offenses at AM, we've seen that at Auburn, right? We've seen it. Yep. You just talked about 29 being nine and four. That's one of the best defensive lines that's ever going to come through Auburn. But yep. you're starting a freshman quarterback and he had this whole who's calling plays this week, dance, do do that we did for seven years. And that's, that's what you got, right? Uh, you went, you went nine and four, and the defense fell apart. Which, yep. by the way, did you see Gus is doing that dance again? Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, the man, it's 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 on loop. It's on loop. Uh, but yeah, but it it'll it'll kill you over time, bro. An offense that doesn't move the ball, and I think you've seen that with A and M's defenses as the season's gone on. It's like, yep. bro, they just eventually the dam breaks. Like, how long do you expect me to come out here week after week in the SEC and get off the field, and then you go three and out, and I got to get off the field? It just it wears on you, it wears on your depth, and it wears on your psyche. So you do make some good points there. Before we get to our next segment, I want to um, hop over to some of the comments. Our guy Walker Show popping in says, Dustin and Blake, what it do? What's up, buddy? Uh, you're my guy, brother. Appreciate you. P-Pass wants to know some insider information. Blake, what was Duke's eating? 
I think he was on them glizzies, on them glizzy dogs. Uh, they didn't have a whole lot. I think they just had hamburgers and hot dogs. So I'm pretty sure it was either it was either uh, it was either hamburger or hot dog for sure. I think they might have had nachos as well, but it was a okay. limited supply. Okay, okay. Uh, then P Pass. Okay, so P Pass wasn't joking. He really did have a heat stroke back in the day, apparently. Well, brother, we're glad that you're okay, man. You gotta be careful out here in, the, in this dirty South yeah. heat, bro. It will get you. Uh, this could be a campaign slogan, I guess. I'm a Blake. C says, "Hey, hey, up tempo. What's up, brother?" And then Karen, gifts and five memberships. Wow. Appreciate you, Karen. We will talk about the memberships later on in the show. I hope that our varsity members enjoy the recruiting update. And like we said, uh, for all you guys, there'll be some senior bowl content dropping. Blake's got some baseball stuff on the way uh, as baseball season revs up here. So we got a ton of stuff for you guys. Now, Blake, one thing I did want to talk about. Let me get Karen's wonderful comment here off the screen is now that we have the staff complete, right? Like now we know what it is. So let's get over here and let's take a look at it. A little navigation in the Auburn nation. Ooh. All right. Bang. All right. So looking at the offense, as you know, your head coach is Hugh freeze, but he is your play caller this year. He really is your, mm -hmm. your OC, but OC and running back coach, Derek Nix coming from Ole Miss Kit Austin getting promoted to QB coach. Y'all have been listening to us for a while now that I've been calling for this for a year now. Glad to see this. Wide receiver coach Marcus Davis and, uh, you know, the tight end coach Ben Agamayo. Did I get that right? Let's go. Sounds like I did. Close enough. Uh, cool. I like it. And then defense. Now we got our DC. DJ Durkin, like we just talked about. Co-DC, Charles Kelly, linebacker Josh Aldridge. Corner secondary coach Wesley McGriff, and then your D line coach is Coach Jeremy Garrett. Blake, my first thoughts when I look at this is, especially on this defensive side, recruiting dogs, just yep. some guys that will get after it on the trail, dude. And with Oklahoma and Texas coming in, you've kind of stressed this point all year. It's more important than ever um, for us to really solidify ourselves because those are two big-time programs that are going to come in with some pool, going to come in with some NIL money, and it's only going to get harder, bro. So just give me your thoughts on the staff. Uh, they said no OL, no OL coach. Dang. Uh, Did I forget, Jake? Yeah, y'all yeah, know. Jake yeah. Thornton's the offensive line coach. I, yeah. I'm sorry, Jake. No, I, you're good. I, I think I think we're recruiting guys. My guys gotta. He's gotta. <laughs> he's gotta start bringing in some guys. I'm telling you, I look through the lens of recruiting. Jake, you gotta boost it up. I can't. That's why. That's why I forgot you, Jake. No. Um, <laughs> look, this this staff, uh, especially on defense. Big shout out to Josh Aldridge just for what he did last year. I feel like going into the season, I'm I'm talking strictly coaching. Going into the season, I felt like the linebacking court was just getting shredded. I feel like everybody was, you know, that was a lot of people's main concern was what is Auburn going to do at linebacker? And Josh Aldridge answered the – he answered the call. And I thought that group just consistently got better throughout the year. They had – they took their licks and, and they had their moments where, you know, it was a little rough, but – Week in and week out, there was coaching being done in that group, and they got better. So seeing him and then him teaming with DJ Durkin, uh, that's a nasty combination in my opinion. And then Charles Kelly, obviously, he, he's been around the block. He knows it, man, inside and out. Uh, his list of recruits just speaks for itself. And crime, you know, I mean, one of the best in the game. Look, if crime would have left, that would have been the one – where I would have been like, 
mm, that's tough. We were upset. We were, we were genuinely upset when crime announced, hey, I'm going to A&M. Yeah. And I know Cadillac and Zach and all that, they played for Auburn, and I'll say it a hundred more times, y'all. I think Auburn fans get blinded by former Auburn players coming back to coach. I think you, 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 the Auburn men, it gets in the way a little bit too much. Yeah. And, uh, I think you formed a staff with, I think Jeremy, I think Jeremy Garrett, I think he, I think he done a great job last year uh, with what he had to work with and just elevating each of those guys' games up front. I, I thought he did a tremendous job. Looking at offense, Derek Nix, bringing him on, uh, familiar with wide receivers, going to coach running backs, the OC, uh, going to yeah. dig into the game plan with Hugh Freeze. Now Hugh's not having to worry about recruiting and all of this stuff. Uh, he can dive into the game plan. Derek Nix can help him scheme things up. Uh, Ken Austin, everybody knows Ken Austin, man. Uh, one of the most well-respected QB coaches in the game of college football. I think getting him on the field is a big-time move. Marcus Davis, got to give him his props. A lot of people want to down Coach Marcus Davis. Uh, I've seen on Twitter a lot of people say, oh, well, those wide receivers, they didn't come to Auburn for Marcus Davis. They come to Auburn for Hugh Freeze. I will tell you something. Dustin and I were in Foley, Alabama this uh, this past fall, and Marcus Davis is on the trail, folks. He works. On a Friday night, he was in Foley, Alabama, consistently pacing the field up and down, watching Bryce Kane and Perry Thompson go back and forth. He just didn't stand up against the gate and watch the game and act like he didn't care. No, he was involved the entire four quarters of that football game. He's on the trail. Now, I think what Hugh has done here is he's got a group, Dustin, that he is familiar with. And there's chemistry where last year the chemistry might have been a little off. Yeah, I think he hired, I think he hired, I think he hired Philip Montgomery thinking, hey, I can trust this guy to put together a game plan while I'm out doing stuff, right. trying to get athletes into Auburn. This guy can put a competent game plan together and it didn't happen. And then you had Ron Roberts as a DC and doing what he did and trying to run crime off and everything and whatever happened there, you know, Deontay and, and Lee it, and- yeah, I mean, I mean, they were, they were open about it on Twitter saying, Hey, like we're out of here, you know? So I, I think, I think Hugh rebounded now in year two, we always say this, don't get too high because I know it's easy as an Auburn fan. We want to sit here and we'll say, man, Auburn's winning 10 games. They're going to win 10 games. Don't get too high, all right? But also don't get too low because it's not it's not six and seven again. It's not that. Not with this staff, not with these players. We're going to be young, but it ain't six and seven again, dog. That ain't Auburn. And I'm tired of uh, hearing that Auburn sucks. I don't know if it gets under y'all's skin like it does mine, but when I get on social media and I have to, to – just see an Alabama fan, uh, Auburn sucks, man. These dudes are poverty. They're they're terrible. You know, they think they're something, but 
They're garbage. I'm going to tell right? you the worst ones. The worst ones are when you're at a restaurant or you're at Walmart or something. Say you're at the restaurant, and everyone watching the show that's an Auburn fan has been through this, and someone walks up to you, and you don't even know because you've got a, half your gear in your closet is Auburn stuff, so you don't even, it doesn't matter to you. Um, so you don't even know you have an Auburn shirt on. And what you got your Auburn shirt on, and you're sitting there, and the waiter walks up, and Auburn, ah, I'm sorry. What are you sorry about? I, the, the guy said that to me this weekend. I said, what you sorry about? Basketball team ranked in top 10. Now, it didn't stay that way, but like, sorry about what? We're, we're kicking. Oh, I don't know anything about basketball. Okay, well, then shut up because of basketball season. So this shirt just says Auburn. Don't say Auburn football. Shut your mouth. Um, and then, no, doesn't suck. Let me guess. Bama, huh? Can mm-hmm. you rattle off? Can you rattle off three players for me? No. No, you can't. Um, yeah, dude, it gets it gets old. Um, that's why uh, I said, remember I, I said like two weeks ago, hey, I'm about to, we're all about to find out who the real Alabama and who the real New England Patriot fans are. I'm about to see which one of y'all are for real. Because you know, when you when you're when you rock with the Tampa Bay Bucks and Auburn, you can't you can't call me bandwagon. <laughs> so but when when you know Hey, there's people that are, I like Alabama in basketball, or, or I like Alabama in football, but I'm Kentucky in basketball. And, 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 you know, and then I like I like the Yankees, and I like the Lakers, and I like the Patriots. I'm like, hey, boy, you're, you're stacking chips, ain't you? You got all the chips. Man, that must be a tough fanhood. Hey, I've seen, Blake, I've seen more Chiefs Kingdom stuff in Pensacola, Florida, than I've ever seen in the 32 years I've lived here, bro. All of a sudden, half of Pensacola, Chiefs fans. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's, <laughs> it's crazy, man. Look, I, I'll be honest with y'all. You asked me about professional football, I couldn't care less. I'm, get, like, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you over here. And in <laughs> next week, I'll watch the game. I love watching it, but I really don't have a fandom of of where I just sit yeah. down every Sunday and I'm die hard because my all of my passion is for Auburn University, bro. Like, like, I love it. Now, yeah, I pull for the Yankees, and, and I like watching Bryce Harper in baseball and everything like that. But it's still, you put on an MLB game or an Auburn baseball game, Dustin, you know which one I'm rocking. I'm watching <laughs> them Auburn Tigers, brother. Uh, that's just – that's how I am. Yeah. Get to the comments here, and then we got our next segment that we want to get to. Let me shoot on down here. Uh, Jackson says that DJ Durkin is going to do wicked things with Riddick and Joe Phillips. You talk about guys eating up front. Yes, sir. I'm interested to see Jamonte Waller in that combination as well. Um, so he dropped a little bit in the rankings. I really just think it's because of his size. And uh, I just think that he's going to be able to get after the passer no matter what. Uh, 251 Alaskan Albi, what's up, brother? Well, it says, War Eagle, my guys, love the D.C. hire. Hugh Freeze is setting the standard with these coaching moves. We upgraded at every spot, so how can we complain about that? I would agree with you. Chris getting in here. How you doing tonight, Chris? Saying War Eagle family, we love you, buddy. Uh, yes, Daniel saying, you can tell that Hugh Freeze wants to win. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, that's kind of one of the things when, like, I, I pushed back on this year was people was this stupid narrative that, like, he just, he just kind of – he's mailed it in year one. It's like, I don't think he's mailed it in. Hugh Freeze is a is, a, is an ultra-competitive person. Uh, just, man, it's it's a tough rebuild. Like, you don't you don't get to this point where Auburn is at in talent level, lack of depth in certain spots, particularly on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. It, 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 it takes time to get this bad. So it's going to take time for Auburn to get back up. 
Um, and then Daniel, I gotta ask you, brother, what are we doing here? What are we what are we doing here? Why are we why are we talking about this? What 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 is this? Hey, watching Johnny Manziel hang sixty three on us, that was the, the hardest yeah. the hardest thing to ever watch. Mm, man. Yeah. That was my twenty first birthday. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. That was so tough, man. Yeah. It was like, and you know, I'm one of those Auburn fans, Dustin, where I'm watching no matter like New Mexico State, I watched the entire game uh, all the way till clock hit zero. Then I turned it off. But watching that was some of the most painful football I've had to watch because I knew we couldn't stop him. I, yeah. I just knew. And then I knew we weren't going to score with him. So I was just like, dude, we're about to get beat to sleep. And he's running around out there doing the money sign and all this. And I'm just like, this is awful. Awful. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that The game that year that got me was Vanderbilt. Because that was the moment when I realized, hey, dude, I don't think we're winning another game. And it's like, okay. Yep. We just went up here to Vanderbilt, fumbled a game away, just couldn't get it done. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Daniel. I will, uh, everybody pause, brief five-second moment of silence for Daniel. My guy, my guy, how do you do it, brother? How do you do? All right, now, Blake, we haven't been able to talk. Well, let me get up here and hop in, uh, pop this one in real quick. Chris, thank you, brother. Chris, gifting five memberships. Uh, so, Karen and Chris combined enough to give out ten memberships. We love you guys, man. You guys have been rocking with us for a while, and we appreciate y'all. We really do. Uh, we will talk about these memberships and what's coming up in this next couple of weeks here uh, in just a little bit. But everyone knows it was uh, this weekend, right, where Trevon Reed off to UCF, um, finally getting an on-field position. Gus Malzahn helping out one of his guys there. Uh, Gus, you know, Gus is known to do that and good on him for doing that. And uh, so, Blake, I'll just – my quick thoughts on this, man, is that uh, I'm just really happy for Trevon, a guy that's held it down for Auburn ever since he's, you know, sent in his letter of intent. And uh, a guy that I think really I was confused when he kind of got cut and never got another chance in the NFL because he just played – he played well. And it was really confusing, too, because he was he was playing well when he got cut. So you're like, okay, well, certainly another team will pick him up, and he didn't. But it's like he's playing well. He's a good locker room guy. And if you remember, he didn't start playing DB till his senior year in college. We tried him at the wrong position because he came in as a five-star athlete. Uh, we tried him at wide receiver for three years, and, you know, Gus isn't necessarily known for his wide receiver development. So Trevon gets over there to the DB, and – um and, and he ultimately – it just didn't really make a lot of sense to me. It's like, man, this guy's still got a whole lot to give. But he really found his role at Auburn and uh, and just the way that he handled recruiting. Uh, but he wanted that on-the-field role, and, and Gus gave it to him. So, again, I don't want to really go down this narrative too much about what, what people who just don't – are misinformed say. But who didn't run Trevon Reed off, okay? If, if you are hearing that or you do think that, Trevon and Hugh have a fine relationship. There's no problem there. The guy got a promotion, and it's good for your program when people are good in positions and they get promoted to higher positions in other places. It looks good for you because now the other person that you were going to put in that position, you can hire a good candidate because they know if, if I can do well here, I can go up. Yep. So it's, it's not something to be too upset about. 
And uh, so, but then also you have the Will Redmond angle of this, Blake, that I want to speak on, but I'll just get your thoughts first on Trevon Reed because we all love him. He's all our boy. He's Mr. Auburn. Can't, I mean, can't say it enough. Uh, He basically put in his, in his goodbye speech, his goodbye letter Mm -hmm. that he was circling the block. He told you this isn't a goodbye. It's just, I'll see you soon. Uh, I'll be back. I just got to go get my experience first. I got to go become an on-the-field coach, which comes with more money. Uh, he's well-respected in the game of college football, in the coaching ranks, in the recruiting ranks. The kids love him. So he's going to go put in his time and, and get a couple notches in his belt, and he's going to come back. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just simple as that. Nobody ran anybody off. He just accepted a, a higher job, and and he got promoted. And good for Gus Malzahn. You know, I'll, I'll give Gus his flowers there. Good for Gus. He, he looked out for a former Auburn guy, and he said, hey, I got you an opportunity here. Come, come, come work with me. Come recruit with me. Let's get on the road. Let's, let's build you up. And so, you know, I'm, I'm proud of Trevon Reed. Look. I think Trevon Reed is a heck of a person. I think he's a heck of a football coach. I think he's a heck of a family man. And I think he deserves this. And I know it sucks to see him leave Auburn. Yeah. But he told you, hey, I'm coming back. All right. And there was a plan to all this. And I know Dustin wants to speak on this. And there was a plan to all this. Will Redmond come on for things like this? All right. Will Redmond come on because he put back-to-back recruiting classes together, top 10 at LSU. He over, overlooked the entire program, was a great disciplinary. Like, just he, – he ran the program the way you could say an NFL program is ran or NFL organization is ran, where he had – just overseeing everything. He had complete control. And he would go to Brian Kelly and said, hey, here you go. Like, this is what's going on. So I think Hugh might have have took a a step back and said, okay, Trevon might be leaving. Let me bring this guy in. That's that's where I'm at with it, Dustin. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm about to give you all my thoughts on it. Before we do, though, Blake, I have an announcement that I do want to make, and we are excited to make it, right? So, got a new sponsorship to announce, guys, if I can just navigate my way (laughs) through all. Here we go. So, uh, our guy, man, our guy over at the Bonner Supply Company. The link is in the description. Look, guys, this is good stuff. And uh, if you're on Twitter, I'm pretty sure that you've seen it. He's been gaining a lot of followers. He's really been gaining some traction. Um, as soon as he drops stuff, it sells out. So the link is in the description. Also, if you follow me on social media, is uh, it's the pinned tweet to my profile. The link, go on there. He just dropped new stuff today. Uh, it's it's awesome, man. This guy, is, he's a first responder. He's a full-time firefighter. He's raising a family. He's a really, really good dude. My guy, Mike, so go over there and check his stuff out at Barn Supply. Click that link in the description of this video. Or like I said, it's posted on my social media. You see some of the stuff here. Uh, you see some of these hoodies here, man. It's good stuff. Uh, he's got the baseball script, the old school, the throwback. He's got it all. So go holler at him, man. Go check him out. It'll help us out. He'll help him, uh, excuse me, help him out as well. And we would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Uh, he's a really good dude, man. Auburn people helping Auburn people. We love to do that. Also, like we've been talking about, my guys, Karen, Chris, you guys are uh, been 
gifting them out tonight. These memberships, we got the three ninety nine, the five ninety nine. I just dropped a uh, pretty juicy uh, varsity squad video yesterday, updating you guys on some some guys that are kind of moving around as these camps starting to go. We see the uh, we're about to get into this dead period. So uh, Auburn's kind of broke up last year. Blake, we had the mini the uh, the, the junior day, right? Yep. And a lot of guys came out of it and said, man, it was cool, but there was too many people. So Auburn's broke it up this year and had about 15, 10 to 15 guys each weekend. Last weekend, there was only one, but uh, they've, they've kind of broken it up these next two weekends. We've got some big visit, uh, a big visit coming up with Ja'Kayla Falk, trying to keep him in the class. That's very important for Florida State coming on hard on that one. So we updated all you guys on that. Like we said, Blake, has a ton of stuff coming from the Senior Bowl. Uh, trying to get uh, some stuff set up with Simp tomorrow, and so we got a lot, a lot of stuff coming for our members. We're really, really excited about it. Look, uh, if you watched the Juice episode, you saw us get in the question from our guy Michael. That's part of the group chat. Um, that's part of everybody. JV Varsity. If you're a member right now, and I'm saying this, Blake, because we we add new members all the time, but we're not adding new members to the group chat. So I, I, I made this announcement in the video the other day. Just hey, listen. Mm -hmm. We don't have a website, right? It's just me and Blake right now. We're going to get there one day. But um, right now, that Twitter group chat is kind of acting as our message board. So that's where you guys can really keep up with us, okay? Because we're, we could create a Patreon app and all this kind of stuff, but then you'd have to create one of those anyway. So if you do want to keep up with it and you are a member and you're not getting some of the info that we talk about, just create you a Twitter account just to get in that group chat. You don't have to follow anybody else but me and Blake, nope. and you can just keep up with the stuff. But right now, that's kind of like I said, that's acting as our message board. Me and Blake will hear something. I'll hear something on a recruit. I'll drop it in there. Blake will talk to baseball players. He'll drop a little nugget in there. He was dropping nuggets all day from the senior bowl. So if you are a member and you're not getting those perks, that's just something to think about. Uh, so, you know, guys, get in there and get at it. We love it. And these memberships are growing. And me and Blake are just really excited to keep Keep pumping out that content for you. But back over here talking about Will Redmond, man. I just – Blake, the big part of this, dude, this is necessary. It's necessary in today's college football because it's a, it, he's literally been named GM and director of player personnel. It's an it's a NFL title. Yep. And I would, I, would, I would tell you that in five years, every team will have one. It's just – it's going that route. Because now you have to deal with the NIL. Now you have to deal. It's There's so much turnover on a year-to-year -year basis the way there is in the NFL. And it's more because the NFL roster is 53 guys. And then you have 11 to 15, kind of depends on where you're at, practice squad, right? But, dude, that's you still got the 80. You still got 85 in college or whatever the number is now. So it's, there's even more to deal with. Then you've got the walk-ons and all kind of stuff. You've got parents that have opinions and want to get into it. And so it's, it's for one, it's a position that you're just going to see every college team have here really soon. But I did some asking around, uh, asking around about Will Redmond. And, you know, this was kind of what I kind of what I was told was look at the situation that Ed Orgeron left LSU in. Now, they had more talent than what Hugh Freeze inherited. The talent wasn't really bare at LSU, other than defensive backs. For some reason, they got drained at defensive back, right? All the good DBs kind of left, which is something that LSU fans, you hop on their message boards, they really are struggling with that. And they and they should. It's weird. It would be like Auburn just having no good running backs for two or three years. You'd be like, what is this? So mm -hmm. I, I do get their struggle. But uh, but other than that, man, they, they still had a lot of blue chips and some depth on that roster. Not a lot. Now, what they did have, Blake, they had a split locker room. They had a bad culture. Ed Orgeron left Ole Miss in a mess, and Ed Orgeron left LSU in a mess. 
unfortunately, I think he's a good dude. He's fun. He's all that. He was fun for college football, really fun at LSU. He just matched it. But he left teams in a culture mess where there's infighting and there's all this kind of stuff going on. And what and the talent, like I said, it wasn't completely bare as what Hugh Freeze took over, but it had dropped off. LSU had dropped off from that 2019 team. Will Redmond came in, and the first thing he did was get the get guys in that matched the culture. Mm-hmm. That okay, these guys gonna be at practice on time. Mm-hmm. I can trust this guy's not gonna gonna after a bad game go make a stupid post on tri- Twitter that's some kind of cryptic interpretation of I might be going to the portal because things might. There's a lot of things that go yep. into this when you talk about the handling of NIL. It's not just the money. It's not just hey okay. This is the budget. It's also situations. It's situations like this. And we'll, I'll, let's just say maybe this situation happened at Auburn last year. Player A played for Auburn. Player B just comes in from another school. Player B, to get him to come in from the other school, had to get a certain amount of money to even entice him to come. So now hmm. he has more money than player A, who's been playing two years for Auburn already. So player A goes to on to victory and says, well, hold on a second. <laughs> I've been busting my ass for you guys for two years. And now this guy comes in who hasn't played a down in our uniform and he's making more money than me. What kind of sense does that make? You got to have somebody like Will Redmond to handle all these kinds of situations. It's, it's again, we've been saying that a lot this week and kind of talking about the building of the staff. It's not just a video game. You can't just plug stuff in here and say, okay, you really got to find a guy that can handle personalities and the money part of it. All the stuff that goes into it, and you you look at some of these top GMs in the NFL, they get paid the big bucks. And if they and talk about my my Tampa Bay Bucks in particular, Jason Light been there a long time. You want to know why Jason Light been at Tampa for a long time? Because he's built that into, from a poverty franchise into four straight playoff appearances and got a Super Bowl ring. And and that's yeah. anywhere that's anywhere you look in the NFL, GMs make top dollar. Because it's a tough, tough job. You're getting a guy that came into a mess at LSU and has turned them, and, and it, it was a part of getting them back right. To, to I mean, Did you think the LSU was going to have two 10 win seasons right out the gate in BK's tenure and a Heisman Trophy? I didn't. No. I thought they were going to get back competitive and be back right, but I didn't know it was going to be 10 and 10 right out the gate. And Will no. Rennan's played a big part in that. And it's going to be, it's going to be huge for Auburn. So for everything that Trevon Reed done, and, and and there are parts of what of what Trevon did that it's just gonna hurt that to not have anymore. He was really a guy that the players loved and could go to. Right? It was it was really really that that personal type relationship. And I'm not saying Will Redmond can't build, you know, but that was that's really a, a gift that Trevon has. It's just not a lot of guys have it on the level that that T Reed does. But make no mistake about it, Will Redmond has a uh, has a very a very good track record. 2022 maybe 2023 uh football scoop.com player personnel of the year in football uh so he's he's like he's known okay he's known this is a big time hire lsu didn't let go of him they they didn't want to lose him auburn came in here and and got a guy that can really build this program in a lot of ways that i don't think uh just your everyday college football fan is used to thinking yet because we're still getting used to thinking about football in this kind of way, college football in this, this NFL kind of way. And Will Redman is going to help Auburn Blake really get to that next level in a lot of these areas. And how about LSU? They went right back to Ole Miss and got their guy to come back home. 
Poor and Lane poor, can't keep nothing. Hey, he's tweeting through it right now. If you if yeah, go check Lane me. Kiffin out, my buddy just said if you can't beat us, all right, then come get us. All right, he's tweeting through it. Mm-hmm. He is upset. But one reason he's talking all that ish uh, towards <laughs> Auburn is because he knows that we don't play next year, and that's why he keeps running his mouth. So, you know, good luck to him. I think it was uh, a great hire. Will Redmond going to do big things on the Plains, probably makes Coach Hugh Freeze's life a bit easier and a, and a little bit less stressful on head Coach Hugh Freeze. So I'm excited, Dustin. Yeah, I'm going to get you guys' comments real quick, and then my final thoughts might uh, might spur up a little bit of conversation tonight, so I do want to get to those. Um, but let's see, I do have some of you guys' comments started. Our guy Daryl says best Auburn show out there. Man, that means the world to me and Blake. That's like our favorite comment. Uh, we appreciate yeah. that, bro. Uh, Brad Browning says, if you ever want to see if you can stop cussing, one, hit your sin on the trailer hitch, facts, or stub your toe on the end of the bed. Two, be an Auburn fan. If you can make it through either, you're good. I like that. I like mm-hmm. that. Let's see. Uh, P-Pass says, can you imagine next year if Auburn makes a college football playoff after winning the Iron Bowl and Bama doesn't? Boy, if it happens next year, P-Pass, I mean, I, I'll be on this thing. Booging ain't the word. You're going to have to create a, a new term. And I'll make uh, I'll make no secret about it, brother. The next time we do beat Alabama in football, I'm going to be tough. I'm going to be camped outside <laughs> Dollar General, dog. I'm going to be camped outside the DG. They're they going to hear from me. Uh, our guy 251 Alaska and Albie is all the way up in Alaska. And he says the bandwagon don't stop, bro. It's all the way up there. He said the polar bears and the penguins are wearing Alabama house tooth up here. I know somebody who lives up there <laughs> and diehard Alabama fan. I'm just like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't even know, bro. Uh, the problem solver says up-tempo pod equals premium tackling few reach us. <laughs> yes, sir. We like, we, hey, we, we like our linebackers. Juiced up on tackling if you <laughs> two five one Alaskan office says Lane is lucky we don't play them next year. I hope so, mm. man. Uh I talked all that crap this year and then I had to sit in the stadium and, and kind of eat it. But I'ma talk my crap though. I'm gonna keep doing it. And then let's see. Uh two five one Alaskan always says Ravens and Bama. Yeah, for sure. All right, Blake. Look, before I get to it, man. Got a good crowd in here. If you haven't liked the video, please do that. Hit that subscribe button. We we, we, hey, we reached our 1500 mark. So setting them sights on 2000, baby. So if you have not, hit that sub button. Uh, Blake, Auburn basketball. These are my final thoughts. Auburn basketball lost this weekend. Lost in the middle of the week last week. Two close games on the road. One to Alabama and then one Saturday to Ole Miss. And I'm just going to speak from the heart here and be honest. And I'll, I'll give this disclaimer in the beginning, and then I'm just going to go. I'm not punching down. I'm not talking down. I'm not. I'm not. I have my flaws. I'm not a perfect person. I'm not a perfect fan. I get upset. I say stuff that I don't mean sometimes. I'm emotional. I love my Tigers. We've all been there. Um, The reaction to losing to Mississippi State Saturday from a large portion of the fan base was probably one of the most ridiculous things I've ever witnessed as an Auburn fan. And I've witnessed some ridiculous things as an Auburn fan. But first off, I'll get to the BP part of it in a second, but just the reaction to the loss, 
like was just unwarranted. Look, no one likes losing. If you've watched this podcast, you know how much I hate it. Go back and watch any of our football videos when we log. Go back and watch that LSU recap. It's just me and Blake yelling for 45 minutes. <laughs> like, okay. And, and I don't apologize for it. Mm-hmm. But these are it's a different sport, you know? It's a different sport. I extended on Lob Town with this one day. Like sometimes you guys, our fans look at a football mindset. You play 31 games in college basketball. You don't play 12. It's just not do or die. Go look up how many teams have ever gone undefeated in college basketball. Go check it out. Hey, Dustin, a- real quick, I'm not trying to cut you off, but Bama went 17 and 14 a couple years ago and made the tournament. There you go. There you go. <laughs> okay. Man. And, and, and last year, we were in this long stretch where we were losing and we're playing bad. And and it just every week it would come out. And this is why it was this was last year. So I don't know why people are forgetting. We had bad losses last year. And then it was, they would update you on the nets and say, oh, we didn't drop any. And then the tournament came and we still made the tournament. We still had about seeded where the seed that we had earned and we still were able to win a game. And that team reached about what you thought. What did we say all year, Blake? This team could win a game in the tournament, get lucky, maybe win two if they if they get hot. Yep. And that's kind of the ceiling. And that's what happened. And it's just look, losing a band was frustrating. It, it is. And I got I got a lot of people got mad at me for saying that Wednesday night. It, it, uh, but so I was like, goodness gracious, you can't win. But um, look, losing a band was frustrating and losing a Mississippi State's frustrating. Uh our girl Brandy. Tweeted out a really, really good tweet Saturday night after the game when Auburn was just fans, a lot of them were losing their mind on social media. Ranked teams on the road this year as of Auburn's loss Saturday night. I don't know what late games, how they finished out, and whatever's happened Monday and Tuesday here. But at the end of Auburn's game Saturday night, ranked teams on the road versus unranked teams. Ranked teams on the road versus unranked teams. 18 and 27. Guys, Bruce Pearl has had Auburn winning basketball games for 10 seasons now. Why have we not figured out the basics of the sport? It's hard to win college basketball games on the road. Mississippi State has held everybody. Their average, excuse me, their average is under 65 points a game defensively. I told our group chat, y'all asked, what do I think the score is? I said 65-61, they win. Got pretty close to that. It's what it's going to be. The hump's a tough place to play. They're great defensively. You're going on the road. That's it. That's college basketball. You had a close loss. It's not going to hurt you at all. Our guy Justin uh, Justin Ferguson over at the Auburn Observer tweeted out the rankings the next day. Didn't drop in any of the computer rankings, any of the systems, the net, all that stuff they used to create college basketball. Didn't drop hardly in any of them. Still ranked in the top 20 in everything you look at. You had a couple cost losses on the road. It happens. Who were your four losses this year? Baylor, first game of the year, neutral site, which people were like, people are, are, were really cracking up Saturday was, well, you got to uh, you got to win tough games on the road if you're going to go far in the tournament. Do you? I thought this was played on neutral site. We handled Indiana <laughs> on neutral site. We handled Indiana on neutral site. We handled Notre Dame on neutral site. We handled St. Bonavere, whatever they were called on neutral. Like, okay, our neutral floor record this year, pretty good. Um, again, let's, let's pay attention here over the years, right? Uh, I saw another tweet Saturday night, Blake, uh, somebody, you know, the, the Vince McMahon thing going around and it said, dad, tell me about the 2019 Auburn team. Tell us, let's, let's talk about that for a second. 
They were on the bubble late in the season. They 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 were uh, there was a time with a couple weeks left that 2019 Auburn team was not going to make the tournament. So let's talk about it. They had a lot of ugly losses on the road. Losses on the road that are much ugly than this one. So do your research and let's talk about it. Now, on to the Bruce Pearl should be fired crowd. Shut your asses up. Shut up. Because now Bruce Pearl's had to come out and make a public statement. This isn't one of the things where everyone's saying, this guy wanted to be fun. No, it was actually trending. It was actually a thing that not just Bama burners were saying. It was going on Saturday and Sunday. Fire Bruce Pearl for what? For what? Having Auburn in the greatest 10-stretch period of its basketball history that goes back to over 100 years now, fire him for that? The expectations you're holding Auburn to? Who created those? Who created those expectations? Yep. Oh, Bruce Pearl did. Let's look up the most winningest programs in the SEC over the last, I don't know, seven, eight years since he's had since he got time to establish his program. Oh, I think we're right up there with Tennessee and Kentucky. Yep. So what are we doing here? And he had to come out and make a statement telling the fans, hey, calm down. That's how loud it got. His daughter had to come out and say, boy, I, some of y'all should just be the coach. Y'all got this all figured out. The greatest Auburn, the greatest coach that Auburn's ever had. A guy that you, his numbers speak for themselves. A guy that if he came open tomorrow, Louisville would jump at, boy. They'd throw the book at him. A lot of a lot of teams, anybody with money out there that's struggling. Think Syracuse don't want to get back to where they think they should be? There's a lot of teams out there that really value basketball. That if Bruce Pearl came up and watched, watched the checkbook, man, Bruce is now, he turned down his basketball-only facility for the football facility. Then to help the NIL at Auburn get straight. Now it's getting pushed back for the scoreboard. My man's still just rocking with Auburn. Still just being an Auburn Tiger, War Eagle, whatever the school needs. Promotes promotes you. Promotes Butch. Promotes Coach Harris at every turn he gets. Paints himself. Sits in the student section for the Georgia game. Any other basketball coaches around the country doing that? Not many of them. Nope. It was the most ridiculous thing I've seen. And to those of y'all that said that, and, you know, I know a lot of people are like, I didn't see that. I'm telling you it was out there. You know, uh, it, was. it was. It was trending on I me. Mean, uh, Justin Hoaxon over at On3 Auburn Live today posted a story about it, about Bruce's reaction to it, okay? Don't run off one of the greatest things that's ever happened in Auburn athletics. Let's not be that stupid. It was ridiculous. It was uncalled for. It was devoid of basic knowledge of the sport of basketball. And it was just pathetic. It was one of the most embarrassing uh, 24 hours I've, I've seen as an Auburn fan. Truly, truly pathetic from a lot of people. This wasn't just 10% or people hiding behind burners. This had real traction, and it was extremely stupid and extremely dumb. And the people that, that indulged in it should be ashamed of themselves and should not talk about basketball anymore because you don't know what you're talking about, period. That's just the facts of it. Dustin, <clears throat> to your point, I'll say this. One of the teams that has been getting praised as being the best team in the country just lost to South Carolina. They just lost to South Carolina, all right? 
And Tennessee, they've been – Tennessee's the best team in the country. They're the hottest team in the country. They're going to walk away with the SEC. They're, they're going to kill it. They got the they got the coldest white boy to ever walk earth. <laughs> all right? I mean, he's cold. He's cold. I'll give it to him. He's good. All right? But that that's what they've been saying. And that's college basketball. All right? College basketball works in weird ways. All right? College basketball works in weird ways. Look at Alabama last year. Alabama, they were the number one seed. Right. They were the number one seed. What happened to them in the tournament? Brandon Miller, their star player. Star player. The worst statistical March Madness performance of all time happened. Mm. All right. Man cooked. For 30 games. All right. Got into the tournament. That's just how the that's just how the sport is. Man, if you win enough games to make it into that tournament, yep. you did something. All right. You did something. Just period. That, that's just how it is. It, it is a it is a grinding, grueling sport. Bruce is having to. Go play Alabama on the road. Then you got to turn around, all right? You got to go play another great defensive basketball team who, by the way, beat Tennessee in that same building a week before. And we want to overreact and say, oh, this I told you this Auburn team sucked. Told you. Like, y'all didn't want to listen to me. We need to We need to get rid of Bruce. Right, what is that, man? That's terrible. Come on. That, that is awful. College basketball is weird. It's funky. I told y'all during when when me and Dustin did the live stream the other day during the game, we were losing, and I said, "Hey, look, we're gonna lose games on the road." I I just watched Kansas lose to Iowa State on the road or something like that. Whoever it was, uh, they they had just lost on the road. Yeah, it was Iowa State. Uh, that's college basketball. Kansas was preseason number one, dog. They got the Dickinson kid from Michigan, and they were supposed to walk through the regular season and walk through the tournament and win the whole thing. Well, guess what? They've been on a little skid lately. I don't even think they're – are they still top ten? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, like, you know my feelings on college basketball with the polls. I just don't yeah. care. Like, I'm, watch, I'm watching you build your resume because as soon as we get to the end of the regular season, the polls literally become – yeah, it's not. So it's yeah, like, all, right. all you need to be is that sixty-four or one right. of those four play-ins. You know, um, look, Bruce, Bruce has built a power, and to even go down that road or discuss that, some of our fans have got to pull back because it is real. Like Dustin said, he, the man come out and made a statement, and you're eventually gonna ma- he's gonna make enough of those statements, right? where he says, you know what, I could just go to Syracuse and I could recruit at Syracuse a whole hell of a lot easier than I could recruit at Auburn, all right, That's because right. I can go get that that program, all right, or Louisville, who's, who's been, in the, been in the prime uh, in the last 10 years. They've won national championships, all right. They've played in Final Fours, multiple Final Fours. They've got Patino uh, as their guy that they look up to. It was flirted with last year. You know what? You keep saying stuff like that, Bruce might finally say, hey, maybe I do need to go to one of these basketball schools. It, it'd be a, It'd be a whole hell of a lot easier. 
You know, I right. could build a I could build a program a whole hell of a lot easier if I went to one of those. Keep saying stuff like that, man. Keep keep having your coach come out and having to make statements like that and everything. It's just it's nonsense. Remember remember where we come from. I know the desire to win. Like, trust me. I mean, I left the live stream early Saturday. Mm-hmm. I, I was pissed off. I'll be honest with you. I wasn't a happy camper that we lost, but I would never come out and be like, man, Dustin, we need to fire him. Like, this is awful. You know, we just can't, we can't go down that road. This basketball team will be fine. They just hit a slump where, look, they shot it so well up to this point, and they went on, they went on a little drought. It happens. Man, LeBron James goes on a drought every once in a while. We had right. times where we watched Kobe go on a drought every once in a while. It happens. It, it 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 happens. It's basketball. Steph Curry struggling this year. Like like his team they they ain't doing so hot this year. It happens. It's basketball. So th- this team will wake up. They will be okay. They will bounce back. They will be at the top of the SEC, and they'll be just fine. Now, before we get out of here. Uh, Dustin, all I wanted to say is if you're in Mobile, Alabama this weekend, I'll be at the Senior Bowl. I'll be there tomorrow for practice. Uh, come see me. If you're there, come see me. Holler at me. I, I got to spend a, a, a small amount of time with Simp today. I got to listen to him uh, talk about a couple things. And, and my final thing I'll say is it just proved to me once again how much Jalen Simpson loves Auburn University. Jalen Simpson went on to talk about just how talented this secondary was for next year. And he had nothing but great things to say about each and every person back there. Just just at the Senior Bowl for himself to showcase his talent. And this man is in the 10-minute media window talking about his former teammates at Auburn. Yeah, this man. This man is at the Senior Bowl to improve his stock, to get drafted, and he is sitting here talking about his former teammates that he loves and how great they're gonna ball out next year. Kudos to Scent, man. Like one of the greats that come through Auburn, stuck it out through thick and thin, just battled in the trenches, man. He was down. He he got it up out the mud, and that's why I have so much respect for thirty six and and played his tail off today. Super proud mm-hmm. of him. And uh, if you if you're gonna be in Mobile Saturday, come see me. I'll be there. We'll have a good time, and we will holler War Damn Eagle to each and every person that walks by us. You're right. Hey, Connie says Blake. She wants to let you know that the new South Alabama coach is her cousin. Let's go. Yes, Love sir. That's that. cool. And then also uh, one more I wanted to get to. We got another baseball up here real quick. Daniel says that uh, Auburn plays Eastern Kentucky. That is the opening series, what, February 16th, I believe, that weekend uh, in baseball, who my two sisters uh, – who my sister's fiance's friend is coaching, who married Bo Nix's sister. Wow. Uh, Bo Nix was at the Senior Bowl today as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw that. All right. Well, hey, man. Uh, a lot of y'all talking about baseball. Trust me, we definitely got we definitely got some baseball stuff coming for you guys. So yeah, uh, for our members, just stay on the uh, stay on the lookout. Like I said, man, if you uh, if you want to keep up with some of this stuff and you're not getting it, that group chat's the way to go. Just get at me. I'll help you get uh, help you figure that out if you need to. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. We love each and every one of y'all. We will see you guys Friday morning. We're out.
Where Eagle, baby. Yes, sir.